0: plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.
3: Good morning, beloved. Did I, did I wake you? I had some dreams about you and I rolled over and I wrote a poem. May I take a moment in to share with you? <laughs> cool, it's called Morning Rituals. It goes a little some I want you as part of my morning ritual. There's yoga, meditation, prayer, and you. I want to rise with you inside, smiling and laughing at it all. The ironies of life and the everyday miracles that create moments of heaven on earth. You see, I want to know your scent and linger in it. want to sit at your feet and envision the colors of your life story. (laughs) Yeah, I want to cook for you too Sharing meals, the most subtle intimacy taken for granted between two Want to let you guide me through our future Nudge me out of the past and dance into the moments of right now I want to sleep with dreams of you Have you beside me as we change lives Creating many miracles, exhibiting his light through our work together Simply, I wanna see the moon when you kiss me. I wanna feel the stars when you touch me. Wake up with the sun, with you inside me. After yoga, meditation, and prayer, is that all right? Good evening, good evening, peace, love, and poetry to everyone on the line. I am Sweet Fran Shine, your hostess for the evening. And welcome to Master Degree at t b b t a Radio, the Peace, Love, Poetry Edition. we like to welcome everyone for joining us tonight. We're very excited about our guest that's going to come on the line shortly. Oh, and I'm sorry, I failed to mention already. You just listen to Morning Rituals by yours truly, my sweet friend, Sean, and it's going to be on the upcoming EP called Lover's Conversation. You can listen to most of the tracks right now on SoundCloud. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We reached with peace and love, and we are so grateful that you decided to join the conversation tonight. The conversation is Genius is Common. We are excited to introduce to you, some of you may already know, but for those who don't, you should be very aware of the gentleman that is joining us tonight. He's a Peabody Award winner, a visionary, an executive producer, a writer, a poet, an activist. He is the founder creator of Genius is Common Movement and the co-founder of HBO's Deaf Poetry Jam. I'd like to welcome everybody this evening to Mr. Bruce George. Are you with us? Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Peace and love and poetry to you. I'm definitely truly blessed. First of all, I'd like to thank God for blessing me to be here before you. I'd like to thank you know, thank you listeners for listening in. I want to thank you and Jacqueline Taylor Adams, that's my homegirl, for having me on your show.
3: We give thanks. We also give thanks to the creator just for having the opportunity to have the voice and to talk about how genius is common. I love um your movement. I'm excited to join and support wow. your movement. So I don't really want to tell everyone what it's all about. I really want them to hear from you because no, you know, I, I just went online and ordered my T-shirt. I'm excited about
2: wow, this movement. I'm so
3: grateful. Yes, yes, I'm so grateful that um, Jacqueline has, you know, invited you to be here and so that we can share with our audience all that you're mm-hmm. doing and the movement. I mean, it is just as you already, um, you've already given the audience an idea that it's definitely divine, and I just really appreciate that we can be fearless in our um, acknowledgement and praise in that area and that um, we want to know more about geniuses' comment. I want you to take a moment. Oh, without a doubt.
1: I, no, without a please. doubt. I want to definitely shout out Peace, Love, and Poetry, the radio audition, without a doubt. I would be remiss if I didn't do that. Um, first and foremost, I'm a child of God, right? And yes, I'm a firm believer that. Your work is your ministry, right?
2: mm-hmm.
1: and historically, in terms of you know my culture plus experience, which is my frame of reference, I'm always about ways to include people or creating platforms to include people, because mm-hmm. it's not about the individual; it's about the collective. It's not about the eyes; it's about the weak. Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so mm-hmm, right? you get a lot of these you get a lot of these individuals with this empire mentality.
2: Mm. Where
1: so I'm, I'm about it, and you know, building an empire. I'm building my empire, what have you, and you know, to me that's exclusive. That's exclusivity. Mm-hmm. When you look at a definition of power, it's the ability to include or exclude. Um, the way my ministry has been um, played out throughout my life is all about including people. So, if you were to research the type of projects that God has blessed me with and seeded me with. Every last one of them are about including people. That's why I don't have my own individual book. I have anthologies
2: mm. from the
1: Band and Republic, which is a literary anthology by gang members and their affiliates, you know, poetry prose, short stories, quotes, and interviews from gang members, gang leaders, and those affiliated. And the Football Hall of Famer, Jim Brown, has written a forward to it. Luis Reyes Rivera, God bless his soul, was the editor. Um, he edited the, the book. He was the co-founder. I'm the founder and managing editor or was the managing editor of it. And then we have all these street tribes in it, you know, the Bloods, the Cliffs, mm-hmm. the Latin Kings, the Northerners, Southerners, you know, uh, Mexican Mafia affiliates, you name it. And I'll come out again, Coach. I've been in several of them, so, you know, suffice it to say, it was it was mandated for me to do that type of project because of the fact that it's about giving back. And so from, you know, the Band in the Republic to Bumrush the Page to Deaf Poetry Jam, uh, which is an anthology as well. I'm working on an anthology right now, um, that's being edited down, Street Smart's an anthology of urban survival strategies. Okay. Of course the mm-hmm. Deaf Poetry Jam. Um, you know, co founders it. real interesting to say the least, but that's another conversation. You know, but um, you know, these are platforms where people have the opportunity to express themselves and in an unfettered fashion. And so when you fast forward Beyond that, to Genius's comment, um, you know, God has blessed me with another epiphany to be able to create a platform for people to um, really, really galvanize themselves. Because you know for a fact that it's about self determination. Am I right? Or
3: absolutely, one? you're absolutely right. So glad when that season exactly. it brings it to the forefront. But yes, absolutely. Exactly.
1: You know, it's about self determination. It's about Raising our level of self-esteem, It's about us having a sense of esteem about ourselves, for us to withstand the fiery dust of the wicked. So, biblically speaking, you know, when the Lord talks about the notion that this is a war, you know, not mm-hmm. of the flesh but of the spirit in Ephesians, and you know, people in high places and principalities, this a war between the have and the have-nots, as opposed absolutely. to a war between the rich and the poor, right? Or absolutely, absolutely, exactly. So, with that said. A lot of people, I respect them for creating these movements. But if your movement doesn't have an economic wing or a leg to it, hmm. then it really defeats the purpose. Yeah. Right. Because here it is: you have this movement, and people are getting arrested, and you don't have a bail fund. I'm not yep. mentioning any names, but the point is that you know you have to have some type of economic platform for people to be able to eat off of and to be able to siphon off of to keep the movement going on. You know, if there's no capital, you get the punishment. You already know. Yes, I so, already know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So with genius is common, you know, um, I'm a whole host of different things in terms of what I do. I don't explain who I am by what I do um, because there's a difference. But in terms of what I do, um, I'm a cardiologist. I've been a cardiologist for over 40 years, so I'm dating myself. You know, and it's, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's good to see people, getting into the cult game or the cult business it, it is really, really exciting to see that. And actually, um, you know, people morphed into it because of Twitter, yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. People morphed into it because of the fact that they had to say the most and the least with within 140 characters. Yeah. And that kind of forced people to say the most and the least. And, and that's where quotes started coming into play. Mm-hmm. And so from that, it morphed into Pinterest. And from Pinterest, it morphed into Instagram. And from Instagram, it morphed back to Twitter
3: right?
1: and Facebook. And that's why you see people, like, quoting like crazy now. And I'm appreciative of that. So I'm saying that to say that mm-hmm. I'm a codologist saying, you know, Genius's comments started out as a quote, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And mm-hmm. the quote basically stated notwithstanding einstein genius wow. is common wow yes in it, yeah, it's feeling ha- it.
3: Yeah. you see
1: what i'm saying because I the know bottom line is you know a lot of people don't realize that the word genius is an elitist word right mm-hmm. of the elite for the elite and the elite and so it's always been a given that when you think of the word genius to have a 150 IQ and become a part of Mensa, or you have to be a rocket scientist or an astrophysicist or a math, you know, a mathematician or
3: mm-hmm, Einstein.
1: Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, of the ilk of Einstein or what have you, right? Right, but right. Stop the
3: Yeah. Stop the So, can the you talk about the examples coming? that you have on your website about to help mm-hmm. us understand geniuses coming?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt.
1: No doubt. When you go to geniusiscommon.com, you know my video is the first one that pops up because I had to get ahead of the movement mm-hmm. right? and do my YouTube. And so, for all of the poets that's listening, they would appreciate this metaphor that genius is common is about tearing down the Berlin Wall of the word genius,
2: if you will. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So we stop the presses and say, wait a minute. You take a young lady from a housing project who micro hair like Picasso painted. That's her genius. That's her genius, absolutely. That's her genius. You take a gentleman that has been buffing floors for over 40 years where it looks like it's wet but it's dry, that's Mm -hmm. her genius. Yes. You feel me? And no one can tell us that Dave Chappelle is not a genius of a comedian. Yes. We'll take turns slapping that person, you heard?
4: So we
1: already know. Right. I mean, yes. Dave Chappelle
4: is the type of person that
1: he doesn't even have to tell a joke. People will pay money to have him get on stage, sit on stage, not say anything,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and just watch him. And just watch him. That's <laughs> it. And they'll be good. And then, you know, get autographs at the end or speak to them. They'll be good. Mm-hmm.
3: Who do you know yeah. can
1: do that? Really, and that's me. Right. Yeah. No. You feel me? And I'm not talking about, especially the comedians that over, over, overdo it. You know, yeah. over cuss, overcompensate in so many areas, over right? or overact. Not saying mm-hmm. any names, you feel me? Right. And there's a quote right. that says, you know, no, nothing so much prevents one from being natural as to appear natural.
2: Mm.
1: You feel me? So you hear me mm-hmm. trying to appear natural, trying to appear funny, and you look that just you look just that much more unfunny.
2: Yes, That's true,
1: that's true. I don't want to monopolize things. You know, that's that's the the conversation. Basically, that's the short and or the abridged version of genius is common. It's an anti elitist movement that is Everybody on the heard Berlin that anti the elitist. It's
3: an anti elitist movement, which I absolutely love because a few things that I wanna um I wanna uh, reiterate to our listeners. A couple of key points that we heard today is that genius is common. What is your genius? Like we cannot. and We should not get caught up as in thinking that you only a, you're only genius if you're a lawyer. You're only genius if you're an engineer. You're only genius. I no I call it purpose because it's my natural gift. It's what I'm most natural at. It's what I'm good at. It's mm. it's it. That's how I determine my genius. That's how I decided what my genius was. That's how Peace, Love, and Poetry came into play, everybody, because I realized that I, the poetry I, the poetry that I, that resonates with me is about love. It's about unity. It's about universalism. It's about working on the individual self to have a positive impact on the collective. Love it. And I knew that, I decided that, and I haven't changed that, and that's how the world opened up to me, the universe opened up to me so easily and effortlessly and always works in my favor because I know my genius. So I want the poets out here, we talk about this from a business standpoint on the last show about Mm -hmm. what is it your voice? What's your gift? What's your voice? and then how you create that so you can create an economic platform attached to that. Mm -hmm. We want you Mm -hmm. to eat. We want you to be able to support the movement that you are passionate about. And we want you to take this opportunity while Mr. Bruce George is on the line and we want you to email us. We want you to hit me up on Facebook. You can call in at 646 Seven one six seven nine nine four. 716-7994. If you want to speak with us directly, I know some of you get shy. Just go ahead and inbox me, and I'll ask questions for you if you like. But this is a wealth of knowledge. I mean, we – I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm never at a loss for words. Let's be clear about that. (laughs) But I'm so excited. I'm trying to contain all my energy and get it all out at the same time. Um, I'm just excited about the things – Yes, give thanks about what you're sharing with us as artists, specifically as poets, and as humans in the divine, to tap into right. our divine selves. That is so important right. and so relevant. And like you said, it's a war. It's to have and have It
1: really is a war. It really is a war. And I want to say this to the poets and writers that's listening, especially those that really don't have a clue as to the business side of things, right? And I'm glad mm-hmm. that she had, you know, you talked about or discussed that in your last show. I need to look at the archive, listen to the archive and check that out. And, you know, there's this thing called sounding, you know, at the expense of sounding cliche, you know, show business, you know, mm-hmm. where a lot of us get caught up in the show aspect of things at the expense of the business end of things, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you talk about this uh, spoken word movement, I was a part of it from its inception in terms of, you know, the early, the late 80s and early 90s, mm-hmm. right? And this is when, like, you know, people didn't know who Saul Williams was or Jessica exactly. Camara, or or
2: right.
1: you know, but they knew about Mums, you know, they knew mm-hmm. about Israel Tacoma, you know, they knew about Takala, they knew about... You know, uh, the Brooklyn Moon Cafe, they learned, they knew about certain, you know, the Green Mill, you know, uh, with Mark Smith or the legendary New European Poets Cafe, Miguel Algarit, you know, and and, and the Bali Poetry Club. Really, I don't even think they were around with Bob Holman at the time, but, you know, um, and so the movement basically was an affront to what was going on politically and socially at the time, right? And so mm-hmm. for us, it was all about us using our words because the poet has always been the controller of history. The Only. poet has always been the truth bearer. The poet has always been the flamethrower. Now, historically, when you look at any revolution, it has always been spearheaded by two factors. First, the young, and secondly, mm-hmm. the young avant-garde, and secondly, poets and writers.
3: Yes, right. You know, and...
1: Mumia Abu-Jamal, uh, and we're praying for his health, uh, said at best, he said, the state would rather me have a Uzi than a microphone. Yes, right? he did. Exactly. Yes, he did. Because the power of words. I said that the state would rather have a million rappers talking about murder, 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 kill, 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 than to have one poet talking about the day the CIA killed Lumumba.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm right? Mm-hmm. And
1: so mm-hmm. when Confucius was asked, what would you do to control a state? He said he would rectify the language. Wow. I didn't there know There you that. go. There you go. Wow. And so when we when we when we study people like Alique Shahada who basically stated that we are you know we are fighting on a language chessboard in which all the linguistics pieces are white. <laughs> okay? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And and, yes. and then so now it's this sense of Free verse versus structure, yes, improvisation versus, versus structure. That yes. internal war, you feel me? That internal yes. war that's going on. And Robert Frost, you know, he shot the he shot the one of the volleys when he talked about the notion that you know free verse is playing uh, tennis without a net mm-hmm. with that dry mm-hmm. ass poetry of his. You know what I'm saying? You know, and the yeah. bottom line is, it doesn't do anything for us, right? Right, it right. doesn't do anything for us. It's Fifty Shades of Grey, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Poetic
1: style, if you will. <laughs>
2: you, see,
1: and you already know Fifty Shades of Grey. That's for my fireplace, you That's yes. fireplace product. That's right. That's right. That doesn't go on. <laughs> that doesn't go on my shelf. That doesn't go yeah. on our shelf.
3: That's right. For
1: those that are real serious about movement and serious about work. right.
3: We see it does exactly. But I, th- I, tell everyone, I said, listen, everything has its place what I'm serious about in my world is love. I choose love. Mm. everything everything we everything we listen to, every book in here is about economic self self improvement, economic economic empowerment and love. Yeah,
2: that's true. That's, that's
3: it.
1: That's, true. that's my value. That's
3: what that's what
1: that's what i moves so love years. that I so love that is being one of the a uh, part of your title. Because, you know, peace, love and poetry. A lot of people really Underestimate the power of love,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's what makes a revolutionary risk his or her life. Is love, and you know the bottom line is, as I was saying in reference to this movement, in terms of you know it was a affront to what we were what was going on politically. But guess yeah. what? We a lot of us overdid it to the point where we just negated the the, the business part of what we were doing. So so thus we fell into and fed into the starving artist mentality. Yes, yes. Okay, and we need to stop that.
3: We need to stop that. And that's been one of the main goals, which I'm so grateful for Jacqueline for being one of the leaders in that movement and asking me to join her. Um, She is one also that totally supports collective um, economics, and us coming together and using our resources together. Um, mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I loved about partnering with her is that, you know, any, yes, I want to be a part of assisting poets and artists to shift from the starving artist mentality. Mm-hmm. I absolutely want to assist in helping them build businesses so that they can feed their children support their communities and contribute and contribute to like I said whatever all the calls the calls are the cause of other culture, but more specifically if you choose something specific that you're most interested in, so you've got to have something to throw behind it besides words, words are very powerful, love is even more powerful, but economics you have to have it we have to yeah, be you interested.
1: have to have the economics, and we need to study economics, and I would implore your audience, the audience to. Get Economics for Dummies by Sean Masaki Flynn. Right? And we're going to repeat the author one more time for us. It's Sean Masaki Flynn, Economics for Dummies, right? Okay. And uh, so you can know what a monetary policy versus a fiscal policy is. And you can Mm -hmm. know, um, you know, just how money moves and just know what economics is all about. Hey, uh, a basic standpoint, Mm -hmm. at least from a basic standpoint, so you can know how to maneuver when you go into business. What is going to incentivize you if you are afraid of economics? Or what is going to incentivize you to go into business for yourself if you're afraid of economics? What's going to incentivize you to do that? That's true. You know, you're not going to have any incentive whatsoever. And, you know, when it comes to math, I am, believe you, me, You know, when it comes to math, I am not good at all. But the point is, you know, I have the confidence enough to know that, you know what, there's calculators, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And I can learn whatever I need to learn to count my damn money and learn how to flip a business or run a business, you know, and have high-powered accountants, you know, um, in my camp to make things happen. And That's right. I think a lot A lot of people, what they do is they really, really limit themselves. Yeah. They don't believe in themselves enough. They don't have enough faith in themselves to be able to cut the apron strings of corporate America and to go into mm. business for themselves. And mm-hmm. that is sad. That's sad. It's
3: really sad. It's really sad. Um, I've, I've shared it with a few folks. I said, I understand. I have had jobs. I have a couple of two businesses, you know, and one it mm-hmm. helps, you know, for years. It fed and supported the artistic business, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Excuse me. Tell please call us. Press one if you need to speak with us. I don't know if you're listening in or you like to speak directly. Give press one for me. and Let me know. Um, it's so interesting to me because I would tell people I have contracts, so they see me going into these places, and they say, "But you don't work." And I said, "Honey." If I ever need a job, I know how to throw a newspaper. If I ever really need to make a couple of hours, I know how to make some money. That's not right. the issue. It's just where I want to put my energy, and I definitely will bet on myself every time. And, oh, of course, like any any young any entrepreneur, there's been a time or two where I've lost it all, but I've never been afraid to start over and do it again. And it's so good when you lose because you learn so much. Mm-hmm. You learn what you got to do, what you shouldn't do. And I'm going to tell you what it really helped. Like you, I'm not a good, I'm not a math girl and all that stuff, and I've always been an artist, and some of us are a little bit more free-spirited than others, and we have sometimes these flighty ways. However, it helped me respect two things, which makes me a more successful businesswoman to this day. It helped me respect time, and it helped me respect the energy of money to know that it is mm. necessary for me to be able to create and to get my product and my visions out to the world.
1: Mm. I'm glad that you mentioned time because a lot of people they time is an enemy to them mm. right and mm-hmm. they they once they once they get free from corporate America and they have this time on their hands they mm. a lot of them will blow that away. You know, mm-hmm. there's this thing called the law of apprehension. When you give to something, you take away from something else.
2: That's right. That's you know, right. it was
1: Baldwin who said the arbitrary nature of time and the limit set to your endeavors is contained in two words, the end. And mm. when you take that leap from corporate America to working for yourself, time gets very interesting <laughs> because the days bleed into each other. Yeah. And... Monday is no different from a Sunday. Sunday is no different from a Thursday. Thursday is no different from a Friday. Right. Friday is no different from a Saturday. Saturday is no different from a Wednesday. Yes. And if you're not accustomed to being able to uh, uh, compartmentalize your time,
3: mm.
1: you wind up wasting it. Yes. And so a lot of people, what happens is as soon as they make that leap, From corporate America To going into their art They have all this time on their hands And they don't know what to do with it They wind up wasting a lot of time And then they wind up going back to corporate America Absolutely now we're talking about time management Time management Exactly Mm -hmm. Just learning how to to manage your time Right You have to get
3: people to respect your time I love, you know, bleak bleak and mo' better blues Don't disturb me You know what time it is I'm rehearsing
1: Wow There you go Focus I'm rehearsing You know not to ring my
3: bell Between three and six
1: There you go I I love what you just said Because You know It goes back to the law of apprehension When you give to something You take away from something else When I speak to youth All across the country Not in the country Or whatever And adults too And I tell them I said every time you listen to That funny commercial And you laugh You are laughing at somebody That has gotten paid Every time you're watching sports, you are mm-hmm. watching somebody on their job. They are getting paid. They are Every getting time paid. you are listening to those recorded uh, uh, reality TV shows, whether it's uh, at Black Ink New York or the Black Ink from Chicago, which I watch, I'm not gonna front. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's my that's my little crap. Okay, when you watch those shows, okay, you're watching somebody that has already gotten paid. Yeah. Right? But you have to really you have to really prioritize your life and you have to put things in perspective. I'm not saying to be a nerd like me. But what I am saying is that really manage your time and really put things in perspective and really prioritize in terms of what's important and what's not.
2: Exactly. right?
1: Because if not, you will follow after vain persons. And as a result of that, become very, very impoverished. And that's biblical. Yes. Yes.
3: And we have a caller that wants to speak. Before we go into um, that, I want to also talk to the callers and say, listen, we are artists and I understand that some of us wake up early, stay up late. We think that's a badge of honor. Whatever your cycle is, that's fine. I've learned that I'm most creative late at night.
2: I don't.
3: So, I use my daytime hours to do the business stuff, you know, the stuff that's, you know, more um, task related. And then I use my evening or late hours to do my creative work. But I had to pay attention to my natural cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's the freedom of being entrepreneurial and to be an artist full time because you can pay attention to your natural cycle. I was never good for anybody. Eight o'clock in the morning when I went in, I needed a whole hour to have my coffee, get my mind right. I didn't even get it together. Right. So, um, I've learned that. I've learned that. Yes, I still get up early and I still have my coffee, but then that's when I answer my emails. That's when I check, update my social media. That's when I do certain task related things. Check my calendars, but I make sure that I block out time. In the evening, and in the middle of the night, at late hours, that's when I'm most creative. Or walking helps me be creative. So I learn mm. those things. And I implement those as a part of my day so that I can be more productive about my outcomes. So I want to share that with you. That's Pay attention true. to your time. And know your number. Know what that number is. Oh, everybody thinks I need a million dollars. I ain't going to lie to you. I've created a very simplistic lifestyle where I only need a few thousand dollars a month to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I know what that number is per day. And if I don't take action to make that money per day, then I don't stop until I make that mm-hmm. money per day. That's the system that works for me. So, what is the system that works for me? Maybe you need your monthly number. Maybe you need your annual number. Most of y'all don't know how much you need for a lifetime to create the life you need. I know I want to pay my life insurance. I know I want to pay my car. I know what I want to pay every month, and so I break that down into a daily, and then possibly even an hourly. So that if nothing else happens that day, I make what I need to make to get to that end goal. So mm-hmm. I sell a book or I write to sell a book or I make sure that my information, you know, I might, I might do more promoting that day. I might reach out right. personally and ask someone, you know, but know what your number is and know what it is you need to do. So we've been having a great conversation, everybody who's listening. Um, we've been having a great conversation with Bruce George. I'm so excited about this call. I feel so blessed and the energy is high. And um we haven't used a lot of time for music which we don't need today. But we have a caller from the six oh nine area code. Sounds like Jersey's on the line. How
4: are you? This is Pete. Hey, sweet. This is Jersey. This is L Vintage. Peace and love. L Vintage,
3: peace and blessings, poetic sister. Haven't heard from you in a minute.
4: Yes, i been on a little sabbatical, but God knows what he's doing.
3: Absolutely. So please allow us to introduce you to Mr. Bruce George. Um, hey, and tell us what you on? want to talk about today.
4: Um, well, I, I was actually, I was really uh, listening to what you were saying, and it is very important um, for time. As an artist, a lot of times, we want to hop stage to stage. We want to just keep going. And, and most times we don't take the time out or listen to the creator enough to take the time to better ourselves and Mm -hmm. to allow ourselves to grow in our art. And I I believe in my heart, I believe that's really what stunts a lot of artists growth, you know, um, not just the finances. A sister told me not too long ago, you know, you can have as much finances as you want to as an artist or as a person, period, and still not be satisfied. But if you take the time to put in what you would like, like brother Bruce said, you know, if you can go into the corporate world and give them nine, ten, sixteen hours of a day, then you can put that into your art, and you can put that into what it is you want to grow. That that for me, that's my genius. That's my mm. genius, gene as much
2: wow.
4: as, as I love be on the mic wherever I go, you know a lot- now I'm more so I sit back and I observe and I listen, and I'll allow my heart to speak versus just you know when you get on the stage you you leave everything that you are out there, and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know who you are, so you're exposing yourself, but some stages may not be worthy of that exposure.
3: There you go. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to tell people that forever. It's okay to say no. It's okay not to be on every stage. It's okay.
1: That's a very good point. And and I've always told people that, sis, that, you know, you have to know when to hold them and when to fold them, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're just constantly in stage mode or on stage mode, you know, you're not sitting back and being taught right, mm-hmm. sometimes just sit back, you know, and just, just allow yourself to be a vessel and allow yourself to, to take it in. you know, I mean, when you study people that are really getting it in and doing very well, what a lot of people don't know is, you know, behind the scene, all the work that goes in behind the scenes. So when they think of a Jay-Z or Beyonce or Kanye or mm-hmm. whatever, what they don't realize is that they are grinding, right, yeah. hustling, hustling. Yes. I mean, yes. this shit is no. This is no joke. This is no dress rehearsal. They are really, really getting it in, and you know, to the point where I take melatonin. You feel mm, me yeah. to make mm-hmm. up to help with my circadian rhythm. You heard because the fact that we have too much light, right? It just, it's just basically, you know, it uh, disrupts your circadian rhythm. You get dizzy, you get discombobulated. Yes. I take yes. melatonin because of the fact that I'll go to bed four o'clock, wake up eight.
2: On a regular,
1: right? okay, on a regular. I don't get jet lag. Mm -hmm. So when I go from coast to coast, I go from here to I don't get jet lag because I'm damn near up all the time.
2: Mm And
1: I don't Mm have insomnia. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting in Mm -hmm. and I'm doing what I have to do. And, yes, it's about taking advantage of that creative space when the world is quiet. When your side of the world is quiet. That's when you really get that working.
3: Yes. And, you know, I want to share a little bit about... El Ventus. El has been part of T Southern Poetry when I was, at, you know, it's, it's all evolution. It continues to evolve. And that evolution really ain't got much to do with me. It's um, me being, stead, standing steadfast in what I know God has called me to do. As you said, I tell people when I'm on stage all that this is my church.
2: Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is where
3: I feel most divine. This is go. where I'm speaking based upon what the divine has has. I have an obligation. It's my sole obligation. Let's be very simple about it. It's my sole obligation. I don't really have a choice in the matter. So,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and part of that was that it was, I don't like putting people's name and things on the flyer because it's not about who's here. It's about all of us coming together to collect and delivering that mm-hmm. specific message at that specific date and that specific time, that moment in, in time. And so um, and I've, we've stuck to some things, and, you know, we lost some people because they didn't understand it. And as you were talking about, Elvin, just earlier about, you know, it really comes down to sometimes ego. You know, I have a poem where we've got to check the ego all the time, and it's not about me. It's so much more about the collective and something, something yeah, so much true. greater than me. And um, I'm really merely just a conductor of the energy. That's it, no more, no less. And El right. has been on this journey and I've watched her uh you know, such it, figure it out, like what is my voice, what is my what is my genius, what is how am I going to deliver through this gift of poetry what my genius is? And I'm just grateful that you're sharing parts of your journey with us today and I'm so grateful that you um Absolutely. find value in the conversation with with Bruce George tonight because I just find it amazing. I don't get to learn a lot from people. So it's always exciting to me when there's yeah. someone I can actually sit back and learn from, and it re-inspires me to tap back into some things. Like you said, you get so busy sometimes on other things. I'm like, you know what? I didn't read that book yet. Hold on. What's that book? you uh-huh. just legit. Wait a minute. <laughs> I need to read that. <laughs> you see, the thing
1: is this, right? What the, there's a responsibility that comes with, there's a huge responsibility that comes with with whatever art form that you decide or genre that you decide to get into, Mm -hmm. I knew when, from the inception of Deaf Poetry Jam, that I had to really, really know my issues or I Mm. would be held to the fire for that or I would be held accountable for that, right? Mm -hmm. There's no way on God's green earth that you can be one of the founders of a movement or, or, or deaf poetry or what have you and not know your stuff.
2: Hey, because you have
1: I to mean, study those that, you know, is, is, so this is deaf poetry didn't come out of a vacuum. It was on the shoulders and still is on the shoulders of those that came before, the Amiri's and the on, and, the, you know, the, the, the Cortez's and the, you know, you name it. You know the That's Gil right. Scotts and uh,
3: Giovanni you know,
1: right. uh, Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we, you know the Nickies and the, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's on the shoulders of the you know Abby O'Doon and the last poets and you know uh, it's just it's just on the shoulders of those that came before the Cherise Simmons and you know all of these amazing people and artists. You know even Danny Simmons with his art and poetry and. So we're riding on the shoulders of these great people that really have to chosen to use their art for political purposes, for social, right. interpersonal purposes, not just for selfish, a grand self-aggrandizement, but that right. really are about community and about the upliftment of community, and that's the responsibility. And so when you decide to get into any type of genre, you need to sit yourself down and say, you know what? Are you ready for putting in the work? Hey,
3: right? mm-hmm. I don't have a
1: library; I have a truth library. You heard? Huh. I study all the time. Right. I study all the time. You yes. feel me? And so, and that's the key, you know, is you have to, you have to really, really, really study all the time. Know your craft. And Leo Cohen told me, he said it best. He was the head of Def Jam at the time. You know, he said, you have to be schizophrenic with your shit. Hey. that's real talk. Right?
3: that's real talk. Yeah. yeah. Because you yeah. better. You better. And, like, you know, she, she knows. She's been behind the scenes. And I remember you were like, what in the world is this going on? I didn't intend to be a producer, director, promoter, mm-hmm. Um, you know, all I want to do is be a writer and a poet. That's it, real simple to me. Yeah. But right. I also recognize that every time I had this yearning, I had this desire, I had this, this 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 feeling that wouldn't let me sleep. That what you what you believe you need, other people need, and you're going to have to create it. And I kept saying, I don't want to create nothing. I'm good. I just want to write a couple books. You know, I just want. That's it. I don't really want to perform on stage. How about that? I don't even want to do that. And I don't even want to do that But I was always natural at certain types of things And my natural gifts come out through my work right now And I'm so grateful for that But I shall have to say to you is that I wanted to hide because I knew that, like you said I would have to be tight on my shit And I couldn't let no I couldn't get up there and be afraid That somebody ain't going to try to dig up some dirt on me Because it's, it's a natural part of some human nature, right? Human nature I knew I had to know what I was talking about. I knew I had to be tight. So every time I said, so how do you create? What is this? I'm producing? What does this mean? I mean, I didn't even know the word meant. What do you mean I'm a, I am produce shows? What is that? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? What do you mean I'm a director? What do you mean? So I had, to, I had to literally go back and study these roles. And I realized, oh, I do do that. I do that. I do that, too. I do that, too. Okay, now I have to be good at them. Now I have to put yeah. systems and tools in place so that it doesn't take all of my time away from the creative work as well. <clears throat> and now I have to evaluate it as a whole. So I had to move from mom-and-pop shop mentality to CEO mentality.
2: Yeah, and I got to look at
3: the overall picture. I got to look at everything from the mm-hmm. money going in, coming in, going out, the numbers. I had to really start learning how to, what's up with my break-even point? How many of you I have to get in here to make sure I can pay everybody that night? hmm you know, and what what is it that I want to do differently as a producer of something for artists? I wouldn't want my artists worried about getting paid. I want to pay them what I say I'm going to pay them. Mm. Because I can't say I don't want you to be a, I want you, I don't believe in this starving artist movement, but yet people say, well, she don't give, we do that for free. Mm. Wow. So yes, for the first year, I said, I, I bartered the first year, listen, I'm getting you in front of 300 people, the biggest stage you have ever been in front of. Can you do it for me once or so? twice? You have it the first time. You do it for free. By the second show, I'll pay you.
4: Mm. Amen. <laughs> right? True. Amen,
3: amen. And you get, <laughs> I get other stuff outside of this. I will book you and I will pay. And those pay a little bit more. I can pay you a hundred dollars to do two poems. I can do da da da. So I had to start thinking like that. I had to start really paying attention to how I want to be treated as an artist. I want to get paid for my work. I want honest, I want honesty and I want some integrity in it. And that's what I had to produce because there was no way I can say I'm producing this and then I'm not treating my fellow artists the same.
1: There you go. Uh-huh. There you go. Look at bell hooks, right? Feminist uh-huh. writer, intellectual. And by the way, she's uh about to be a part of Genius's comments. She's going to get her video um to go on the site and what I implore your audience to do is to uh take out your smartphone and to say your name and say what your genius is and then the last thing you would say is genius is common and then you upload that to YouTube with the hashtag genius is common. Once I see that I will get that put on the geniuses common dot com website. Right? Okay. And Jacqueline mm-hmm. Taylor Adams is amazing with the MasterGlio project. She actually is the one that uh built the geniuses common dot com website Maintains it. She does everything. I mean, she's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. So,
3: (laughs) so,
1: yes, she's dope. She's dope. So once they, once they, once you get your video and I see hashtag Geniuses and your video is there,
0: then we're gonna
1: get it popping. So when she's, she's gonna. When Bell Hooks is gonna have her video, um, some major celebrities, so called celebrities, they're about to get theirs. You know, um, I mean, we have some phenomenal videos on the GeniusesComment.com site. When you go to GeniusesCommon.com, click under Your Genius, and then Video, and you're going to see some phenomenal videos from the youth from 11 to 872, uh, bisexual, sexual, transgender, black, white, green, purple, you name it, of all those individuals that's a part of this movement from middle schools to high schools to charter schools to colleges, universities. They're jumping on board right, left, and center. And then talking about the economic wing that I was blessed to create, with the T shirts alone in two months rollout, I'm in fourteen states in one country. And wow. I have celebrities yeah, I have celebrities as my licensees and I also have uh three quarters of celebrity I mean uh, three quarters of my um, licensees on three quarters of those states that I mentioned the thirteen no, the fourteen states. And so and by the way, the the gentleman that did the shirts is Ray Mapp. He's a black invented historian out of North Carolina. And so getting back to what we were saying before, you have to eat, drink, sleep, and breathe whatever it is that you do in order for you to become successful, right? Yes. If you can't uh-huh. have time with it, all it's going to be is a hobby, right? That's You it. know, the bottom line is it's about us realizing that, you know, there's a survival element to this that Absolutely. we need to be able to look out for those that were there for us, okay, as our parents are getting older or those that looked out for us and our guardians that looked out for mm-hmm. us, they're getting older, and the, the, the mantle has been passed for us to look out for them. So don't talk about I didn't sign up for this when you wind up becoming a caregiver. Okay? Mm-hmm. You, real quick, they're like, you know, you know, not wanting to be a caregiver because you're so vain and you're all about, you know, keeping them moving and jack-setting. No, 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 no. You sit your ass down, and now you have to take care of somebody else who took mm-hmm. care of you well, you couldn't even, you didn't know your ass from a hole in the ground. You That's me? right. Truth be told. Truth be told. For real. Listen,
3: everybody, we only mm-hmm. have about um, five minutes left. Um, so do you have anything else you want to say, Sister L. Vintage, before we um, finish, close out with Brother George?
4: Yeah, yes, just real quick. Um, can you post the hashtag and yes. for um, my genius? and I, I will definitely go on and post a video definitely
2: that's what um, i get also you on
4: that <laughs> also yeah. i love being a part of any it, the movement as as long as i've been living and 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 my my grandmother passed in 2007 but as long as i've the been living time. and my family has been planted here one of the things that has been placed in us was to never Never forget who you are, where you come from, and those surrounded around you because you may have to take care of the elderly because the elderly may not have been able to do it now, but you also have to take care of the generation now. And Mm -hmm. I see so many things going on now. I see so many things going on that I I think that we've forgotten, a lot of us have forgotten you know, and I say we because it's we're a whole body. A lot of us mm-hmm. have forgotten that those ways that were paved for us were meant for us to carry on.
3: Yes,
4: were meant for us to carry on and keep pushing through. And even where I'm at, I'm in Atlantic City. There's a lot of bodies that are dropping like flies,
2: mm-hmm. and
4: young bodies. And I I keep saying every time we have an event here, there it's a because. We lack a male structure that's bonded. Mm
2: -hmm. And
4: we also lack the motherly structure that made sure they looked out for the entire neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And that's how we always piece that community together and how we raise that community. And so what we're trying to do now is we're trying to put it back together, but there's so many people who are afraid to step forward. Well, as I said, yeah.
3: everyone, thank you for sharing. I'm glad I am hear your yeah, passion, you, and I yeah, hope yeah, that you use that as part of your genius and part of your vision and your mission as you do your poetic work. I hope you use that, especially in Atlantic City. I have a friend, Brother Farid Abdul, who's running for mayor in 2017 <laughs> there. So I'm in Atlantic City often to support him. But listen, you guys, have we all have some of those same struggles right now. And as Brother Bruce George has been sharing with us, there's so many ways that we can support, and improve the collective. So use your genius, and we thank you so much for sharing it today, Sister Alventis. We appreciate you. Um,
4: peace and love. I love y'all.
1: And love and peace. God bless mm-hmm. you. Same here, sis, without a doubt. You know, okay. this, is, this is fun. I mean, I really enjoyed being on your show, sis, and you know I really appreciate the listeners you know um, that listened in, and I want to thank Jacqueline, you know, for inviting me uh, to be a part of this as well. And I will be listening into your show um, moving forward without a doubt so I can, you know, sit back and and be fed because that's what it's all about.
0: Thank you. you And, you know, the thing
1: thing is 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 I want to say to your listeners real quick that, Mm -hmm. you know, believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't put any limitations on yourself. Mm -hmm. Faith is the key, having a relationship with God and having faith in yourself in order to withstand those fiery dots of the wicked. And mm. just really just go be real, like, so with whatever you get into. That's how you're going to blow. That's how you're going to become very successful. You know, mm. if you do it half-cocked, it's not going to work, straight up. Did y'all hear that? We've talked about
3: that a few times in other shows. This is my life. This is not a game. This is not dress rehearsal, as Brother George said earlier. It's not a dress rehearsal. This is my life, so I go hard. I go hard, and I need, we want you to go hard. We want you to tap into your genius. Genius is common. Don't believe the hype. Genius is common. We right. all are gifted. We all are gifted, uniquely gifted, and we are all manifestations of the creator. Do your work, though. Right. It's not going to just happen. Do your work. Do your work. Be creative. Have faith. Someone gave me, the greatest gift I got is someone came to my book signing. And she had been carrying around a mustard seed in a little jar. Wow! And I was talking about. I said I don't. I said I don't go to church, but I have so much faith. Mm. And I know that because in times of difficulty, I celebrate. Mm-hmm. And she walked over to me. and She gave me that seed in the must in that little vial that I keep on my altar. And it's a reminder mm. that you got to have the faith. So, brother George, one last word to the listeners, please. Before, please call us anytime. We just love your energy. And what really you appreciate sharing. that.
1: I want to say, I want to say thanks to you, uh, sister B. Thanks to Jacqueline. Thanks to the listeners. Praise God for us being able to be, you know, and, and gathered here today. And just really, really, just as a man thinketh so, as he; as a woman thinketh so, is she. And as you continue to think so, you shall remain. Um, you know, just really. Just really take your life, and I challenge and implore every last one of you to take your life a lot more serious than you have been taking it, you know, and just really just dig down inside of yourself as far as you can go and then go further towards Mm -hmm. achieving the things that are meaningful to you. Yes, genius is common, you know, and the genius is common movement is about tearing down that Berlin Wall of the word genius, and the word genius has never been questioned in all of its etymology until now, right? Mm. And we are ready and we are penetrating institutions. We're doing everything that we need to do. Um, and, since you know, I want you to definitely be uh, my licensee, so we'll definitely have that sidebar conversation, That's
2: you know, um,
1: where you can get it popping and, and, and get some paper, you know, from this movement. And uh, so we'll definitely discuss that. And so, right, but thanks. definitely, I want a video from you as well.
3: You oh, know, I'm on it. I don't, I don't, don't know if put on my video. calendar
1: tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow morning to make one. I'm on it. I'm, I'm going to go. have mine. There you go. Get those <laughs> videos in. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I tell you, a lot of people are unhappy with this movement, and they are the elitists. and I'm loving it. You know, yes. and, and Garvey said it best. Men in earnest don't concern themselves with consequences. They already know my pedigree.
2: Hey. You know, I'm
1: in open sight. I'm in plain sight. You heard? Yes. Yeah. And that's what this movement <laughs> is all about. You know, we're taking pop shots at the word genius, and we're leveling that playing field, whether they like it or not. And we're calling out elitism, not just in terms of the word genius, but in general, wherever we see elitism, we're coming for it. We're
3: on. coming for it. Did y'all hear that? We're coming for yeah. it. Because if we don't come for it, the disparity between having heads that will be so great, so vast and so great that we'll have even more difficulty Closing that gap, and we there know we belong, and we deserve to eat at the table. That's
1: right. You so everybody, know, you heard it's, you, live, it's not how long you live; it's how well you live.
3: Hey, you heard that? I think that's a good one to go out on. It's not how long you there live; you it's go. how well you live. How you living? That's going to be the question we leave you with tonight. On behalf of NASA Greer, MBBTA Radio, the Peace, Love, and Poetry Edition, I'm Sweet Fran Shining. We're signing off, and we thank you so much for joining us. Peace and love.
1: Peace.
0: Peace. I'll invite My mother is an evangelist, and I'm convinced that she won't be content until my voice is in a pulpit. I said, my mother is an evangelist, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a more fervent, She is fire baptized and I've watched men find God through her eyes. I said, my mother is an evangelist. Every Sunday she leads souls to Christ. But I tell her, ma, I'm a poet. Every night I lead souls into the light. I go where your preacher would not dare. Y'all mistaken these words for poems. These ain't poems. These are prayers. This is how I talk to God and y'all just happen to be here. These are all my fears and aspirations wrapped in the swatting clothes and packed in a tomb for three days Then the spirit moves the writer's block out of the way and resurrects the words I need to say and they ascend off of the page. Well, hundreds of people bear witness so that ten Generations from now will still be able to appreciate it and I can still hear my mother praying for my soul. Hoping that one day I would hear clearly And find my way back to the ministry And it's hard for her to understand Because she's almost as stubborn as I am That I ain't out here chasing a dream I didn't choose poetry Poetry chose me I liberate souls every time I write a poem And I bring down the walls of Jericho Every time I perform And I don't wait for them to come to me I go where they live at I mean, even God is a poet You need only read the 23rd Psalm To understand that How ridiculous must a writer be to Say, Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff are my pin and my pad, they comfort me. That's why I get love no matter where I go in this country. I used to contemplate suicide at least three times a week before poetry. And I don't tell you that to get your sympathy. I tell you that because I know at least three people in the audience are going through it with me. But who would have known? Who would have known that my own words could deliver me? Who would have known that I could you get closer to God With every metaphor and simile Who would have known That something as beautiful as a poem Could harness so much of God's pure energy And I ain't nobody I'm just a ghetto bastard From an unforgiving northeast city But with this pen And with this pad And with this mic I'm larger than life I fight the good fight So when I'm dead and gone You can bury my ashes In the same tomb Where they buried Lazarus Cause a hundred years from now Some young poet Is gonna be thumbing through the CDs And his great grandmother's addict and he gonna raise me from the dead. I said my mother is an evangelist. Every Sunday she leads souls to Christ, but I tell her slow and deliberate so that she will never forget that I am a poet and I'm following the will of God and I'm far closer to him at this very moment than I could ever be in a pulpit. Choosing an energy company raises many questions. Constellation can answer all of them with energy solutions that fit your needs. Energy made efficient, simple, insightful and flexible that's what makes constellation america's energy choice learn more at constellation.com/energy plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.